when he and the other men here at the forward defences were about to have a very bad morning. Worse, every one of them knew it. So Marcus spent his time pacing steadily up and down the wall, berating troops for an improperly fastened sword belt here, a small patch of rust on a breastplate there. His growled imprecations were creative, gratuitously foul-mouthed, and familiar. They were all the reassurance he could offer his men. They were all he could offer himself as well. Tribune Tactica Kellis, who had himself been a centurion when he first signed on with the first Aleran, paced briskly down the wall from the ninth's position and nodded to Marcus. Centurion. Though as the first spear, Marcus exercised command of the prime cohort, made up of its finest legionaries, Kellis still outranked him. Marcus saluted and nodded. Sir, have you any idea what's going on? He shrugged. Reports of an unknown force east of here. Kellis grimaced. I know that. Then your guess is as good as mine. Another drill, do you think? Marcus pursed his lips. No, I don't think so, sir. I know the captain's mad for them, but this doesn't feel right. Kellis grunted. Can't be the Carnim, can it? They've never been able to cross the Tiber in numbers. Maybe they worked it out, Marcus said. Either way, on the wall, came a call from below. Marcus turned to find a dapper, aging little man in the livery of a legion valet standing below. Good morning, Magnus. Permission to come up and speak to you, called the valet. Granted. Marcus beckoned the valet, who hurried up the stairs and arrived on the battlements, laboring to catch his breath. Centurion, Tribune, Magnus panted, nodding. We just got a messenger in from the captain. He wanted me to tell your men to stand down. Marcus lifted his eyebrows. It was a drill then, Kellis said. Marcus frowned and turned to stare intently at the road to the east. No he said quietly. I don't think it was. For a moment there was nothing but the haze of a morning that had not yet become warm enough to burn off all the mist. Then ranks of marching soldiers appeared in the east. Two long, broad columns of them, in fact, came marching along on either side of the road, leaving room for the relief columns, wagons, and draft animals in the centre. Marcus frowned and began counting before he realized what he was actually looking at. Two legions, he murmured. Yes, Magnus said quietly. And flying the blue and red, Marcus noted, like us. The senior valet squinted out at the approaching troops. Ah, I thought as much. These are the Senate's new toys, the Senatorial Guard. Marcus grunted. Arnos's pet project, right? The senator is used to getting what he wants, the valet replied. And with the war stretching on, his arguments have gained much more support in the committee, the senate, and among the citizenry. And now the senate has its own legions, too. The old valet nodded. Ambitious, that Arnos, commanding two-thirds the fighting power of a high lord, He controls them completely. Marcus blew out a breath. So the good news is that the Kanim haven't crossed the river.
He said the next sentence a bit louder, knowing word would spread rapidly up and down the wall. No fighting today. And the bad news, the valet said in a quiet tone, is that the war committee has come to Ellenarch to play, Marcus said, his tones souring. Great furies help us. Yes. Thank you, Magnus, the first spear said. Looks like this has turned into your kind of fight. The Legion's senior valet sighed. Yes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll toddle off and try to figure out where we're going to put everyone. He nodded to them and departed again. Kellis came to stand next to Marcus, scowling at the incoming legions. We don't need their help here, he said. We've held it ourselves for two years. We've bled for two years, too.